shopping, Christmas shopping. And today we're going to do some antiquing. Okay? It's not just the malls you can go to and buy stuff. You can go to the antique stores and find some stuff. And I'm playing off on that word antiquing. But you know one reason I don't go to antique stores? You know why? What's the number one reason? Number one reason I don't go to antique stores. Fill in the blank. Just here we go. Because they're... Exactly. They're too high. They're too expensive. They're too expensive. I like antiques. I like them. But I like to find them at second-hand shops. I like to find them at, you know, Salvation Army and thrift stores. But I don't want to find them at the antique store. Last place I'd go is to the antique store. But anyway, if you, if you own an antique store, I'm sorry. We love you. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Come on. Let's talk about antiques today. Amen. Some of you probably say you feel like an antique. Amen. Come on. Come on. Let's see what we can find today. Listen to the antiques is the message today. Series called Christmas Shopping. I'm going to be in it for a couple of three weeks. You're probably wondering. Shopping. Shopping. You'll see. You know if it's me, it's going to be Bible. So let's go with the Bible. Here we go. There are 333 prophecies in the Old Testament that deal with the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Would you say 333? 333. Now that's some antiques right there. We're talking the old stuff. The Old Testament. I'm going to look at some prophecies today. We're going to go antiquing today. We don't do some Christmas story, but we're going to do it antique style. In those 333 prophecies, 456 456 details of the life of Christ and His coming are spelled out. Is that incredible or what? Well, you don't believe in Jesus, do you? Yeah, I do. Okay? And there's no other way but Jesus Christ. No one else fulfilled this and no one else could fulfill all these prophecies but Him. It's incredible. One of the purposes of the Old Testament was to provide the Jewish people with enough information, I'd say they had it, about the Messiah that they could properly identify Him when He came. That was a problem, though. They missed it. Say that with me. They what? They missed it. And you know we're the same way. Guys, we go to church. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have. But we we make up stuff. We make up stuff. Like, if I'm good enough, I'll go to heaven. That ain't in the Bible. Amen. Say. If my good works outweigh my bad works, I'll go to heaven. If I put a little money in an offering plate, you know, God will look down on me and He'll, you know, he'll forgive me. He ain't going to do any of that. You made that up. We make up stuff. Places called purgatory. It ain't in the Bible. Are you kidding me? Where's this come from? We ask forgiveness of... I don't want to be ugly, but a priest and things like this. We can go straight to the Lord. That's what the Bible says. We're just talking the Bible. We make stuff up. We make stuff up on, you know, come to church, you need to dress right. I've had people tell me in the past, you know, hey, if you go into a wedding, you'll dress up. But not necessarily, not if it's on the beach. <laughs> so when I go to the house, I'm going to a wedding. Whatever. Come on, you don't have to dress up to earn the favor of God. Yes or no? Yes or no? Amen? Many of you ladies grew up, we always had to wear a skirt. I always had to wear a dress. You know why? Because we made it up. Y'all listening or not? You have a certain version of the Bible, the King James Bible. Only Bible. Can you have no other Bible? I use the King James. But it's not the only Bible. There's a lot of good translations, a lot of good versions. Yes or no? We make stuff up. Are y'all hearing me or not? 
So let's don't pick on the Jewish people for missing Jesus because there's a lot of church people that will miss Jesus. Amen? They miss salvation. I don't want you to miss Jesus or miss salvation coming to Fellowship Church of Inglewood, Florida. I want you to find Jesus right here. Amen? Say, plain English, they missed Him. John 1.11 says Jesus came to His own, say it with me, and His own what? Received Him not. They didn't get it. They didn't find Him. 333 prophecies that He fulfilled. And you missed Him? You missed Him? Come on. And now we have the New Testament, guys. We have the Old Testament. Now we have the New Testament. You think anybody's going to stand before the Lord and have an excuse? Yes or no? No. No. We're without excuse. Romans 1 says that. The heavens declare the glory of God. Creation cries out about God. We'll have no excuse, the Bible says. Yet still today, people are confused. People are still missing out on Jesus and why He came and what the true meaning of Christmas is all about. You can ask people, what, what's the true meaning of Christmas? You'd get all kinds of answers out there. We don't want to miss it. But most of them know there's 13 more shopping days till Christmas. Go ask them. Do it today. Be, be, be Pullman on the street out there. They'll tell you, oh no, 13 more shopping days. Guys, we're missing stuff. Let's get it down. Today we want to look at something old, I call it. Antiques. Y'all ready? Don't go to sleep on me, okay? Please. Alright, here we go. Antiques. That's what I call those prophecies in the Old Testament. That pointed to Jesus. And don't think we're going to be here till all afternoon. There's 333 of them. I ain't going to do all 333, okay? Trust me. Come on. Come on. I'm crazy, but not that crazy. Here we go. One actually would have been amazing. One prophecy, thousands of years before Christ ever came, would be amazing. How about this one? He would be born of a virgin. How about we just have that one and nothing else? And if he fulfilled that, we would go, he gets my vote. Yes or no? Amen? So, one would have been amazing, but 333? Wow! This is crazy! 333 prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament and 456 details of His life are mentioned in those 333 prophecies? That's crazy! We need to wake up. We need to listen to some of these old antique prophecies. Let's look at them today. Here they are. Here's some of them. Let's just go over a few of them. You all right? Yes or no? Here we go. Number one. Jesus would be preceded by a forerunner. Let me just ask the question. Who was the forerunner before Jesus? His name was who? John the what? That's right. John the Baptist. You know that because it's fact now. It's reality. That was mentioned in the Old Testament. Behold, Malachi, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, says the Lord of hosts. He'd be preceded by a forerunner. Matthew 10, 11. For this is he, Jesus speaking, of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare a way before thee, thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, say it with me, among them that are born of women, Jesus speaking here, there hath not risen a greater than who? John the Baptist, notwithstanding that he is the least in the kingdom of heaven, 
is greater than he. Okay, so the point is this was mentioned in the Old Testament as it's written in the prophets. Behold, I send my messenger before thy face. We read it in Malachi. Which shall prepare thy way before thee. Keep looking. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Before Jesus Christ at age 30 came on the scene, it was John the Baptist that had been preaching down there by the Dead Sea, been there many, many times. That's where he was in a scene. He would preach all through that area. And before Jesus came on the scene in the Jordan River, he was preparing the way. Amen? Yes or no? Got it? Yes or no? Prophesied in the Bible. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal to mention that Jesus was coming. But you mean even getting it right that somebody else is coming before him? Absolutely. Number two, Jesus in these antique prophecies came through the seed of a woman, not the man, but of the woman. Now that's quite a prophecy. This one that's going to come is going to come through a woman. You mean he's going to have a father? Yes, but the father's not going to provide the seed. Y'all get that or not? Do I need to be more graphic? Y'all cool with that? Yes or no? Because I'll go there if you need me to, but if we we got it, we got it. I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. We're going to see this a little bit further. Keep pushing me. Okay? This is the first reference in the Bible to the coming Redeemer. In Genesis it's mentioned that Jesus would come. It mentions this woman. He's going to come of a woman. Okay? Keep looking. He also is mentioning right here that he would defeat Satan. That's what that verse is talking about. He would bruise his head. And the curse of sin, that's mentioned in this Old Testament prophecy. He would come through a what? Say. And know what would be involved. Know what? No man. Now, now he's going to be there. He's going to help raise him. He's going to help do stuff like that. But he's not going to be the father. Did you all get that? Well, that's a crazy prophecy. Can you imagine being Jewish trying to figure all this out? Say, before it literally happened. This would be tough, wouldn't it? Say, I don't think you'd get it either, okay? Keep looking. Number three. Some more antiques. I like these. And he paid for them. You didn't. Amen? This is cool. I like this shop. He would be born of a what? Virgin. Isaiah 7:14 Hundreds of years before there was a Jesus born in Bethlehem. Now Jesus has always been, he's God, he's everlasting. But he would be he would take on human form and flesh, and that's what Isaiah is saying. Therefore the Lord himself, would you say it with me? Shall give you a sign, help me now. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. We just sang it. Jesus Messiah. This was fulfilled in the following verses. Let's look. What Did this happen? Of course it did. Matthew 1.23. The angel speaking. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Say it with me. To a what? Just like Isaiah had prophesied. A spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was who? Mary. You know this. 
And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled, who wouldn't be, at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Verse 31, read it with me, please. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name, not Mohammed. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Not anybody else. Not Gary, not Confucius. Don't follow anybody but him. Y'all hear me? Follow him. Follow the Lord. Jesus, his name means God saves. Gary can't save. Excuse me, Mohammed was better at killing than saving. All right, excuse me. Okay? Jesus saves. He loves you to pieces. He came. A man was not Jesus' father. Who was Jesus' father? God was his father. Prophesied, fulfilled. We see that happening. This is why Jesus says things like, it, like this in, in the book of John. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man can come to the Father but by who? He's the only one who could say something like that, guys. He was, his, his Father is God. There was no man involved. There's only one way to God. That's through Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son. He's God's one and only Son. Say this first. You know it, but say it with me. Come on. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Beautiful. How do you like this antique shopping? Is it killing you? Are you ready to go? You're ready to go. Let's go. We've been in here too long. Got to go. I don't care if you got to go. You're staying. Come on. Come on. Hang on in here. Number four, he would be conceived. There's 333 in the Old Testament. Is that correct? Yes. 456 details about the life of Christ. We ain't going to do all of them, okay? Unless you start running out of here, and then we're going to keep going. No, we won't. We won't. We won't. We won't. Cheer me on here. Encourage me. Amen. Number four, he would be conceived of the Holy Spirit. So, going to be born of a virgin. No dad's going to be involved. Going to have a forerunner. And the conception's going to be by the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 31, 22. How long wilt thou go about... O thou backsliding daughter, for the Lord, say this part with me, hath created a new thing in the earth, a woman shall compass a man. Now it takes a lot people a lot smarter than me, prophecy people and theologians to get this verse and, and to point it out to me, but basically a new thing is going to happen with the Messiah. And this woman is going to be con- is going to conceive in an unusual way. Matthew 1.20 But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto you Mary your wife. Say this part with me. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So, Luke one thirty five. The angel answered and said unto Mary, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. 
the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called who? The Son of God. Nothing like this had ever happened before. But it was prophesied that something like this will happen. And it did happen. Number five. Here's another one. Number five. Old Testament prophecy. The exact place of Jesus' birth is foretold. That's crazy. I mean, like say today, if, if, if a Savior was going to come, I bet you we'd pick one of the big cities of the world. New York! London! Beijing! You know, maybe Jerusalem! We know Who knows? That's not what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible did. Say it with me. But thou who? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Ephratah. Though you be little... Though you're just a tiny spot in the road among the thousands of communities in Judah, yet out of you shall he come forth unto me that's to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old from what? Everlasting. So this little place, Bethlehem, will be the birthplace, the exact place of Messiah. I've been there many times. I can't tell you how disappointed I was the first time I went to Bethlehem. It, I was excited. It's a dumpy place. I mean, I've said it for years. There's not even good Christmas lights. You have better Christmas lights at your house than Bethlehem has. And you would think somebody would go, you know what? We're going to light this place up. Amen? I mean, I remember like three lights lit up, then one's out. And then it was just crazy. You know why? Here's a big reason. It's in Arab-controlled territory. That tells you a lot right there. It's right outside of Jerusalem, but it's in Arab-controlled territory. I just don't think, according to what they believe, that they care a whole lot about Jesus. You know? It just disappointed me. It was mentioned he'd be born in Bethlehem. It came to pass in those days or when I decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Now, this is crazy. It's like Kim and I this week. It's just a small scale. Kim and I this week, we took a couple of days, went back to Pennsylvania, had dinner with her sister. We spent a couple of nights there. Grammy kept the kids. We had just a little time together. We could fly out of Punta Gorda. It didn't cost a whole lot, and we could go. Amen? And I got to see some snowflakes and then leave. It was beautiful, and it's her hometown. So here we're staying. It was, on a, it was like something we planned sort of on a whim. Let's go do it. We did it. And uh, Tuesday through Thursday. And uh, A, so it's odd that I would do such a thing. Then we picked this one hotel based on Priceline, right? Good deal, 64 bucks. They give me breakfast. I like it. It's great. So we go there, we get up the next morning, she walks into the breakfast place. Who's standing there but her first cousin? Who she hadn't seen in years. But he doesn't live there. He lives two hours away and just happens to be here for a meeting. Isn't that crazy? To me that's crazy. She used to babysit his kids and hadn't seen them in years. And we were just there, right there, walked it. We had to be getting up at the right time for breakfast. I mean, there's a good chance we would have gone somewhere else. Not really, because that was free. But anyway, <laughs> the chances are, though, we could have gone at 8. We didn't have to go at 7. You know what I'm saying? 
And we think, oh, I can't believe that happened. That is nothing compared to this. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Thousands of years picked this little spot in the road, Bethlehem. And they weren't from Bethlehem. Where were they from? Nazareth. They had to go there to make this prophecy happen. It was because of evil people. The Romans had come in and made them go there. Are y'all listening? This is your Bible, guys. Trust the Word of God. Came to pass in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Keep looking. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth in Judea unto the city of his fathers, which was the city of David, which is called what? Bethlehem, because he was actually of the house and lineage of David, and they had to travel from way up here, over here, to register because it was the law. Amen? That's crazy. Out of this big old world, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, little tiny Bethlehem. And it was said hundreds of years before it ever happened. Maybe you'll look at your antiques different now when you look at them. Maybe it'll remind you of Jesus and all those prophecies. Amen? Make you love the Lord more. Number six, the time of His birth is prophesied. I'm not going to get into this, but I'd like for you to study this sometime. Get on your computer. Google all this stuff. That might be a little crazy out there, but that's okay. Daniel 9 actually is prophesying also the time of Christ's coming. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sin, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again, the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war of desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause a sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate even until the, it, until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Woo! Now here's the point. Push me. According, not to Gary. I'm not that bright. According to the Hebrew calendar and the authority of Hebrew scholars, an accurate date for the birth of Jesus can be calculated from this passage of Scripture. Doesn't that make you want to go look at it? Yes or no? Go check it out. And I have another message. I was going to pull it out where I'd go through the calculations with you, but I'm like, I can't do that today. Go check it out sometime. The actual time of his birth would be predicted. It was predicted in the Old Testament. Keep looking. Number seven. It's even prophesied, this is a crazy one, that infants would be massacred. Who does that? It's prophesied that infants are going to be massacred due to the, Jesus' birth as the King of Kings. Jeremiah says, would you say this one with me because it's pretty remarkable. Thus saith the Lord. Help me now. A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children. 
refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. What is that talking about? You read the Old Testament, you go, man, what is this? We've got the New Testament, thank God. Look at this, Matthew chapter 2. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, angry. He sent forth and he slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Keep looking. Say this part with me. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the... Which we just read. It's mentioned again. Say it with me. In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Is that crazy? Yes or no? Have I lost y'all today? You going to sleep on me or not? I'm trying to give you confidence in the Lord. Confidence in His Word. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the only way to God the Father. That's what, that's what this Christmas shopping has showed me, man. Antiques. Number eight. He would come through the line of David. Specifically, what's His lineage going to be? It's prophesied in the Old Testament. The Lord had sworn in truth unto David. He will not turn from it. Say this last part with me. Of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne. The book of the generations of Jesus Christ, Matthew, the New Testament, the son of David, the son of Abraham. He would come through the line of David. Mentioned many, many times in the New Testament. Number nine, he would be born a what? King. For it shall come to pass, Jeremiah. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will... Who gets born a king? Amen? Say. Okay? He's going to be born a king. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off your neck. I will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him. But they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. He's going to be born a king. Matthew chapter 2, New Testament. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, say it with me. Behold, there came who? Wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Say it with me. Please say it with me. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we've seen his star in the east. We're come to worship him. A lot of people study the scriptures. They knew things were happening. They'd seen prophecies. And they were come to see this one that would be born a king. Woo! That wore me out. How about y'all? Man. Well, here's a few others we're going to fly. Here we go. About Jesus coming. 333 prophecies in the Old Testament. 456 details. You got that? That's some serious antiquing. You got your truckload today. He'd be born a meek servant. He would be hated without reason. All prophecies. He would be betrayed by a friend. He would be sold for exactly 30 pieces of silver. He would be accused by false witnesses. He would remain silent when he was accused. Who does that? He would be scourged and spit on. All prophesied in the Old Testament. He would hang on a tree before they were hanging people on a tree. They didn't do that. He would be pierced. This prophecy was made before there was a such a thing as crucifixion. Crazy. All these prophecies. 
but you're going to try to get to heaven some other way? Are you crazy or what? Yes or no? Amen. Come on. Soldiers would cast lots for his clothes. All prophecies. His friends would stand... This ain't the New Testament. This is the Old Testament stuff I'm putting on the screen. His, stands would, his friends would stand far off from him when he was being tortured. He would die for the sheep. The sun would darken. Are you kidding me? You're going to tell me that? God says, I can tell you everything because I know everything. He would be buried with the rich. You're kidding me. He said, I don't even have a place to lay my head. But when it comes his time to die, he's going to be buried in a rich man's tomb. You know why? Because that's what God said. Amen? It's crazy. Yeah, but I don't believe the Bible. Well, I hate to tell you this. You're a little goofy. Excuse me. He would resurrect from the dead. He would resurrect from the dead. That was prophesied in the Old Testament. Are you kidding me? He would come again. You don't believe Jesus is coming again. I'd be a fool not to believe He's coming again. Yes or no? I don't understand all this. Quite frankly, I didn't understand how any of those things could happen. But they did. And that's history. Most of the prophecies have already been fulfilled. It's history. Amen? This helps me trust the Lord. Now, you know what I do when I go to antique stores? Because I can't afford none of them things. I might could, but I'm just not going to buy them. I might go look at an old book. They usually got some old books. Amen? Say, I'm over here looking at an old book. Look at this old book. So I thought, well, let's look at some old books this morning. We're going to finish, though. Here we are. We're fixing to check out, hopefully. I'll look at some old books. While we're talking about antiques, let me tell you what a few of the greatest personalities and minds from antiquity had to say about my Savior Jesus. Old antique books. Just in case you don't believe me. I commend my soul into the hands of God, my Creator, hoping and assuredly believing through the only merits of Jesus Christ, my Savior, to be made partaker of life everlasting. Who said that? William Shakespeare. You don't believe in Jesus, do you? Well, William Shakespeare did. He's smarter than you. How many think William Shakespeare is probably smarter than you? Can I see your hands? Most of you. A few of you know he ain't. If ever a man was God or God-man, Jesus Christ was both. Lord Byron. Your name don't start with Lord. Keep looking. My ground for hope for myself and for humanity is that the divine fullness of love which was manifested in the life, teaching, and sacrifice of Christ in the very infinite mercy of God so revealed and not in any merit or worth of our nature, I humbly yet very hopefully trust. Who wrote that? James Whittier. Okay, you might not know any of these people. Go to an antique shop. See if you can find some of their books. I commit my soul to the mercy of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I exhort my dear children humbly to try to guide themselves by the teaching of the New Testament. Who said this? Charles Dickens. What did he write? A what? Christmas carol. What else did he write? Didn't he write a tale of two cities? Any of y'all ever written a book that Everybody knows it by name just by me 
You see what I'm saying? These are pretty smart people. Yes or no? Amen. Our culture today would tell you sometimes you're stupid for believing in Jesus. The Bible wouldn't say that. And these antique guys don't say it. Amen? Come on. I love this one right here. For 35 years of my life, I was in the proper acceptation of the word annihilist. An atheist. Not a revolutionary socialist, but a man who believed in nothing. Five years ago, my faith came to me. I believed in the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and my whole life underwent a sudden transformation. I tasted joy and happiness that death could not take away. Who said that? Tolstoy. Isn't that great? Aren't you glad you went to the store today? Listen to what others from antiquity thought of Jesus. This is just some others down through the past, down through the last thousands of years. Here's what some had said. Pilate, I find no fault in him. Keep looking. He is unsurpassed. Diderot. Some of these names I don't even know how to pronounce. Jesus Christ is the emperor of love. Napoleon. Come on. Jesus Christ is the highest model of religion. Strauss. Look up some of these guys. Jesus Christ is the guide of humanity. Mill. Jesus Christ is the highest pattern of virtue. Lecky. And by the way, Roger got all the pictures just in case you think I'm lying to you. Jesus is the divine flower of humanity. Martineau. These are old antique writers, guys. Jesus Christ is the greatest among the sons of men. Renan. Jesus Christ is the regeneration of humanity. Cobb. Jesus Christ is the irreproachable. Owen. What else? Whew! That wore me out. How y'all doing? Well, I got one last antique to tell you about. Me. I told you now what I do at McDonald's. I do it with pride. I'd like a senior coffee, please. I'm only 54, but I believe in life at conception. <laughs> Amen. Say, that's the truth. Amen. I'm helping some of you, aren't I? Here we go, buddy. So listen to this 55-year-old antique, and I could preach it to you, but I wrote it down for you just so you could see it. Listen to this old antique talking to you now. I was a 15-year-old hellraiser in Rockingham, North Carolina. Mama said, let's go to church, so we went. I didn't want to go. The preacher said Jesus loved me, died to save me. And by simply opening the door to my heart, He would forgive me of my sins, which there were many. And He would come into my life and live. I asked, he came, end of story. Which really was the beginning to a brand new wonderful life in Christ for me. He's been my friend. Jesus has never left me. No matter what the test or difficulty, he has never left my side. When daddy died, he was there. When my mama was murdered, he held me close. During trying times in the ministry, Jesus was right there with me. 
when the wife of my youth, to whom I was married for 28 years, chose to be with somebody other than me, God never left me. As a matter of fact, He taught me how much I mattered to Him through all that and how much He valued me. God blessed me double, triple, quadruple. Listen to this old antique talking to you. He brought beautiful and sweet Kim to me and two little girls who needed a daddy. A teenage girl who needed direction, stability, and trust. And God blessed me to be able to serve Him with my two children, Mitch and Elise, right by my side on this stage every Sunday. God has been good to me. Amen. Are you hearing me today? Come on! Woo! Come on! Listen to the antiques, baby. Listen to this old antique. Jesus Christ to me is the greatest, truest, closest friend I've ever had. And as the old country preacher told me when I was 15, if you open your heart's door to the Lord, He'll forgive you of your sins. He will come into you and into your life, and He will never leave you. Take it from this 55-year-old antique. It's the truth. Amen. Come on. It's the truth, baby. God loves you today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are we done, Roger? Listen to the antiques. Listen to, say this with me. Listen to the antiques. Say it with me. They're not. Amen. Come on. Let's praise the Lord for His word. We're done. I got to quit. Woo! Amen. Thank you, guys. Come on.